Hey there! Welcome to the first episode of Fashion in Transition. My guest for this episode is Jackie Hager. And Jackie is the 3D Digital Creation Lecturer at the Amsterdam Fashion Institute, where she teaches undergraduate fashion students the essential 3D apparel design. Now, at the Institute, 3D virtual prototyping is being taught to the design and management students who have the choice to dive deeper into the 3D design world with minors and specializations. In this episode, we will talk about the basics of 3D virtual prototyping software and what are the skills and tools required to be able to work with it. And each episode starts with a little story from the guests about 3D design that inspired them the most. It was in um, 2012 and I had my first lesson with uh, second and third year management and design students at the Amsterdam Fashion Institute and I remember um, working in the the 3D virtual prototyping tool and um, I gave the students the opportunity to scale their first print and to upload it on the garment, on the virtual garment and I remember them talking to each other about having a choice in the skill of the uh, of the print. So having that first option of designing your garment while you're not wasting any material or having to cut or open or whatever do with your garment that you would do physically. So I remember a lot of happy faces and students mentioning, I would never want to do it any other way than doing it digitally. So that was, um, yeah, one for me, one of the most memorable starting points of 3D and teaching. Yeah, so it was actually also a starting point, maybe an eye-opener for the ones who had never worked with 3D. Definitely. What you could even do with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then if we're talking about the 3D virtual practice software, what is it exactly? What is it different than, let's say, for instance, a 2D CAD or an Illustrator? What is actually what you can do with a 3D software? So if you're referring to 3D virtual prototyping, you are specifically mentioning the 3D tool in which you can simulate garments. Um, and to be able to simulate the garments, you need actually quite a lot of information. Some of the information is uh, uh, derived from 2D CAD, so for concerning the patterns. The other information that you need are your visuals, um, so any prints or material visualizations that you need uh, to create the garments, but also the fabric properties. So the actual 3D virtual prototyping tool is the tool in which you work, um, but you need to link it to quite some other uh, yeah, points of information as well. Yeah. So you actually, to work to be able to work in 3D software, you actually also need to have the 2D patterns ready. Um, but there are some tools in, in for instance, Browserware Glow, where you can co-create actually the 2D pattern with the 3D pattern like right away. Yeah, but it's still information that you need. So all, um, usually when um, when you refer to 3D virtual, virtual prototyping, you're thinking about the 3D environment only. Some tools that are uh, existing have a direct integration and other have a more indirect yeah. integration of 2D. But you need the 2D information as well. Yeah. So it's actually also possible to, um, let's say, for instance, I'm working with Lectra and I'm creating a 2D pattern. Um is it possible to transfer that one to a Clo or to a browser if you want to? If you want to, there's definitely a possibility. Um, but a big common um, 
challenge that we are facing as a fashion industry is the interoperability between those tools. Um, and that's still a challenge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually also think that it enables a bit more structure in your working way because you can directly more see what you want to create and, and what you want to develop. Mm -hmm. um, and what is actually, what do you see? Where is the difference mainly when you, um, uh, when you talk about the workflow? So let's say that normally a design would start in Illustrator. What would actually be changing in the workflow if they just fully work in 3D? If you compare it to the old way with Illustrator, where you just start drawing and then hopping over, printing out, selecting the fabrics. Well, obviously, depending on what tools you were using before, let's say before you were using 3D, um, you can work way faster because you can select your visual choices easier in an easier way. You have them, if you prepared it well, you have, you have them all together and you can make choices based upon that. And obviously if you are designing a garment, you want to see the outcome in different colors and you, you're doing it physically or in Illustrator, you can color them in, in the 2D drawing. Um, but the 3D uh, option, yeah, gives a, a more realistic view on the garment, basically. Yeah. 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 So you can switch easier between any prints that you want to upload, you want to have a zipper or not, or whatever specifications you want to add to the garment. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as we are doing this at the university at the moment, it's giving students a lot, of, a lot of more, um, freedom and choice of building their garment. And would yeah. you say that they work faster when they're working in 3D compared to, let's say, the old way starting in Illustrator? Well, Obviously, they are they they all have a, a starting point, so they are not experts before they graduate. Obviously, but they are not experts in working with three D yet. So, depending on if you are teaching them the tools, let's say physically or in a more analog way, than doing it three D, they still have to learn and go through a learning phase. Um, but what they are definitely getting faster at is making decisions. That's all about actually decision making. So yeah. you can compare easily. Yeah, they have an easier accessibility to making decisions because they can reskill, recolor, redesign their garment within seconds, minutes. Yeah. Um, then if they would do it with a physical garment and sewing and stitching it. and Where do you see actually the, the benefits of 3D compared to 2D working? Um, the benefit is definitely in not wasting any physical material. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's for the ones that have worked with 3d, that's quite obvious. You probably have that experience as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, that's, that's for me, the big, biggest benefit that also students are very happy about because they don't have to buy material anymore Yeah, if they design their garment in 3d. Yeah. And still they would have to go through like a phase of struggle and of difficulties of learning the program, trying to be persistent with it and consistent in organizing their um, uh, files as well. So, yeah, but yeah. definitely the material uh, yeah, and waste. I think, and I think also the fact that you can just so easily, um, if I want to have a cut line over the chest... I could just easily remove it, see how it looks like, uh, add yeah. it or add one more. I think also the ability to really check several options just in five minutes time. Um, that enables so much more work time 
in yeah. in in so much less time actually than normally yeah. Yeah. Um, to really see what you want to have in the end. Yeah. 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 And then um, a lot of designers still like to 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 draw to to uh, have their creative output on paper first and then. And then moving forward, mm-hmm. where do you see the synergy between working with 3D and people who still want to draw first? And, and do you think it's still, is it okay? Or do you think that they need to change the workflow? Um, I think it, it uh, it's going towards um, a phase and a period of time in which it will be easier to intertwine the two. So to make it easier to... Um, yeah, reformulate your physical drawing sketches or whatever you were doing to 3D by uploading it, inserting it, um, having the the possibility of um, combining the two. I think that will increase. And it's not per se that you only need 3D to design your, or only use 3D to design your garment. Um, if you need your physical process on paper first, that could be a very good base for inspiration to be able to continue in 3D. But actually virtually prototyping your garment, yeah, is something that uh, decreases the waste of material. And that's, yeah, that's the the most obvious position of 3D at the moment in the industry. Yeah. 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 And then, um, of course, there are still some skills actually that are required to work with 3D virtual prototyping software. Uh, And as you mentioned before already is that, they do have a pattern system actually in the in the program. Yeah. So what do you think that are the, let's say, the hard skills that you need to have or obtain to be able to work really well with 3D virtual mm-hmm. prototyping software? Yeah. I think only with hard skills, it's it's it will be difficult because you need a certain base of soft skills as well with interest and um, uh, being persistent and consistent with the way you work and also being curious to working with 3D. Um, and combining it with being tech savvy is what is like the, the term that is used now, being uh, interested in technology and willing to work with it and having a certain um, um, insight in it. And I think with the, the students and the, the millennials and younger people that are now here, I mean, we are obviously, yeah, have a better base of being tech savvy yeah. by nature. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the other hard skills, uh, our designers are becoming more technical um, because you needed to be able to develop a good fitting garment. Um, you can design a lot within 3D, but the actual outcome still needs to be a technical product. And by technical, you mean the pattern making itself, correct? Yeah, the fits, the patterns. Um, you need to have a lot of uh, insight into uh, the fabric and the way it behaves. Because what we are trying to achieve or what the industry is trying to achieve with 3D is that you are decreasing the amount of samples that you are producing, which means that you would need quite some insight in um, the choices for the fabric that you are making, which is very common to do throughout the sampling process as well, at least in in the process that we have at the university, obviously. Yeah. And then if we're talking concerning fabrics, um, because it's, it's a bit known that fabrics is still a bit of a pain point. Uh, in the virtual prototyping software. Uh, moreover, that it's, um, there's no industry wide standard yet mm-hmm. to implement certain fabrics, uh, into the program. Yeah. What would you say that is actually needed, uh, in the future to be able to set real correct fabrics 
with real sheerness, flowiness uh, in the system? Um, well, I think realism is a good a topic to discuss as well or to, to keep in mind because what looks real um, virtually is could be different from uh, the, the garment physically. So that's, uh, that's yeah, what is realism is becoming a, a big topic because uh, what the computer can generate is usually or can often be more specific, detailed and more beautiful aesthetically than having the fo- a product physically. Um, yeah, concerning the uh, fabric standardization option that they are currently developing, I'm hoping that it... Uh, it's flowing out there quite fast. That's what we all do. We're hoping that it that it that they arrive to the position or the point that there is a standard for fabric property insertion. But on the other hand, yeah, all the tools have their uniqueness as well. And uh, translating that standard of testing the fabric properties um, could still deliver a different outcome. So depending on, I think the the, the end use of the tool and what you would like to use it for. Um, that's the most important combination between the fabric property standardization insert, mm-hmm. but also the way the um, the software almost manipulates the outcome. So there's a the two-way step always to generate your garment. If there's a standard in inserting the fabric properties, um, you still have the tool with the one option maybe rendering or simulating more realistic or better if that's even a term that we can use, um, then another. Yeah. Hmm. And if we go, um, go back to the basic, let's say that we, um, open a glow or we open a browser and we just start blank. What is actually the steps to be taken to create, uh, a first 3D outfit? Obviously you need a pattern. Um, and you need either fabric properties that you have tested or that you, you are using from the database that um, all the software suppliers actually have in their system. Um, so those two elements are a necessity to be able to virtually create the garment as well as an avatar or an object if you are creating on a, on a, on a, on a body, on a body form. So those three things are necessary just like they are in real life a pattern, a fabric, and a body to be able to wear the garments. Yeah. And also the, the software, of course, enables to actually stitch the patterns together mm-hmm. to drape around the avatar. Yeah. Um, how does it work, actually? Um, so there's a different way of, or there are differences in the way of working if you compare the different software packages, of course. So I don't think I can give an explanation for each and every one of them in this uh, in this podcast at the moment, but... Um, um, yeah, stitching the garment is what you need to do to be able to to drape it. Yeah. And then you place it around the body. Yeah. And then it just... Yeah, you play with the fabric, you place it around the body, you make sure that it is positioned well. Um, so you're really working in the 3D tool to yeah. place the 2D patterns, place in a 3D environment yeah. around the avatar in yeah. a 3D way. Yeah. And it also generates a very, obviously, creative option of maybe simulating garments on positions on the on the body that you would physically never start with. Um, I've seen students turning pants upside down and shirts upside down to be able to just generate something different because they have the option of doing that. Um, and it creates for them, um, yeah, a lot of insight in, in, in 
in freedom of thinking hmm. and and playing with the garments. So yeah. experimenting is actually also the keyword to just play around with the software. Yeah. Really see what it can do, what yeah. it can do for you. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the software is also, um, or if we're talking about 3D software, we mostly talk about also a hefty uh, hardware. Uh, yes. <laughs> because rendering takes a lot, a lot of, um, yeah, computer work. Yeah. Um, what is actually needed in terms of hardware? Um, can I just use my basic MacBook or is it a bit more needed? Um, well, just like any other software that you're installing, it's taking up space on your computer. Um, so you would need a computer with enough space to install the software. Um, but you would also need to increase your, um, well, not only the hardware of the computer, but also your, um, you're expanding the tool with other tools that you might need to be able to render or, um, animate your garments. So you can make it as heavy, let's say heavy in terms of hardware, as heavy as possible for your computer or the computer that you're working with. Um, and the software suppliers all give an indication of the, the hardware that's the system requirements, um, which you definitely need to implement and install the software on your computer. Um, yeah, but if you're increasing the steps of uh, simulating and rendering and animating your garment or your, um, your model, yeah, then you would need more space and, and, a, and a, yeah. Yeah, the more high Better. definition you want the guy to have the garments. Definitely, yeah. The more hardware or the more hefty hardware you need, yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, so 3D has obviously already been teached at Amphi for several years now. What's actually the goal for Amphi to teach 3D virtual prototyping? Um, I would say the first goal that we all have is creating more, um, creative freedom for the students. Um, and just showing them what is out there in the industry. And we, as the university, we were quite early with implementing 3D. Um, and I remember students asking questions very, in the very first beginning when we were starting with 3D, like, is this used in the industry already? Or, um, can I find a job in which I can work with 3D or whatever? And yeah, in the, in the years of starting with 3D, it wasn't that much out there. So, um, yeah, the most, uh, fun thing for us to now see is that students actually have a position within the industry and the industry is finally open to opening positions also to graduates that have 3D experience because they see the benefit of it now. Yeah. And they're also willing to invest. Um, and it's uh, still very small, but it's increasing. Yeah. What would be actually your ideal 3D workflow uh, compared to actually the old way where you start to work in Illustrator or with the 2D CAD system? Um, if I would answer this question from a product developer's perspective, I do have um, like an ultimate vision of what I think 3D could mean to our supply supply chain and that would definitely be that there's um, a more integrated way of working with 3d and for instance plm all the way until manufacturing so that that workflow becomes more um, agile more um, accessible and a better link to uh, the manufacturing options that you have as well or that you need to work with in your vendors so that the whole benefits does not only lie within the industry or the brands or, um, yeah, the label, 
but also all the way into manufacturing. And actually the most, um, well, I wouldn't say the most exciting people, the most excited people about 3D, but definitely the manufacturers are very excited about this option because we all know that sampling is uh, not something that pays off for them or that pays the bills, but it's the actual production. So if that whole workflow continues all the way until manufacturing end to end, um, I think that's when I would be very happy.